Welcome to Spiritual Awakening Radio, a Sant Mott Satsang podcast edition of Spiritual Awakening Radio today with the title The Living Spiritual Path of Sant Mott, based in Bihar District, India. Part 1. Today, teachings of Maharishi Mihi Paramahans and others in the living lineage of Sant Tulsi Sahib of Hathras. And I also will delve into an academic booklet a bit later on, a little bit, a couple paragraphs from Professor Vina Howard's article, Divine Light and Melodies Lead the Way, the Sant Mat tradition of Bihar. And in the coming weeks, we'll delve into that booklet a little at a time, along with mystic poetry and prose of the masters of the past and of the living present. Now, let me say this. The path of Santmat and Radha Swami is one. Maharishi Mehi Paramhans, for instance, quoted from Seth Shivdayal Singh, also known as Sant Radha Swami Sahib, as well as Swami Ji Maharaj, recognizing him, as well as his spiritual successor, Hazur Maharaj Vaisalagram Bahadur, as advanced spiritual masters, quoting both Swami Ji and Hazur Maharaj Raisalagram in his writings, in his various commentaries on the teachings of the Sant. So the path is one, and basically the goal of this Satsang channel is to present the authentic teachings of Santma, drawing upon many different traditions and sources and other schools of mysticism too, when in agreement and supportive of this path of the masters and presenting these teachings as clearly as possible. And so the goal of Santmat is to follow the meditation practice after understanding what it is and living a Santmat way of life and living it well and passing that along to the next generation. So no heresies, no combining of Santmat with New Age teachings and disappearing into the fog and doing a bad job of it, but rather to understand clearly the teachings of the masters following the meditation practice and living the Santmat way of life. Today, the living spiritual path of Santmat based in Bihar District, India, Part 1. The following reading comes from the Padavali of Maharishi Mehi Paramahans, who was a disciple of Baba Devi Sahib of Bihar, who was in turn a devotee of Sant Tulsi Sahib of Hathras, India. Every human being is within his or her right to transcend all of the layers of nature, darkness, light, and sound through devotion to God by taking recourse to spiritual practices such as manas jap, the mental repetition with eyes closed of some holy word instructed privately by one's spiritual preceptor. Manas dhyan, concentration and meditation upon some holy figure with eyes closed as instructed by one's living spiritual preceptor. Dristi sadhana, the yoga of inner seeing, inner light meditation, and surat shabad yoga, the yoga of inner hearing. 
meditation upon the inner divine sound, and to attain salvation through re-identifying with the Supreme Being. That's from the principles of Santmat, excerpted from Maharishi Mehi's Padavali. This is also from the teachings of Maharishi Mehi Paramahans. O humanity, having assumed this human form, cultivate love for God, reducing all your actions and virtuous deeds to ashes. The Supreme Being will cause you to be delivered from the ocean of this world, the ocean of samsara. You will go to that realm where the Supreme Being is present. Then alone shall you experience love for Him. Without love there is no devotion, and so let there be true love. Through the central point between the two eyebrows, the third eye, enter within your body, going beyond gross, subtle, causal, and supracausal spheres, and finally reaching the very seat of Kavalya, or oneness, get detached from all the five coverings of your body and subtle bodies. Seeking the assistance of the light and sound of God and the quintessential word, Merge yourself with the quintessential sound to be at one with the Supreme Being. May he says, your efforts inside your body will make you so subtle that you will be able to go beyond these five bodies. This is called the real devotion, which you always must focus on as your ideal or goal. The following is a description of the meditation practice of Sant Mat by Sri Bhagrath Baba, who is a living teacher who lives at the Maharishi Mehi Ashram, Kapagat Bhagalpur, in Bihar district, India, and is a spiritual successor, one of the spiritual successors of Maharishi Mehi. On closing the eyes, everyone sees the darkness inside, no matter whether they belong to one creed caste, country, or another, be they young, old, male, female, scholar, or illiterate. This darkness has not been created by humans or gods. This darkness has been created by the Supreme Sovereign God. There are three layers or coverings over the Jiva Atma, the individual soul. Those are darkness, light, and sound. Darkness is a shadow of the light. This darkness is the first layer that the jiva, the individual soul, or all beings, encounter. One who crosses this layer of darkness through a special kind of meditation sees the inner light within oneself. This inner light, the light of the self, or Brahma Prakash, on achieving this, the divine eye, or third eye, opens completely. While mentally gazing into the darkness that one sees with eyes closed, one should repeat the guru-instructed mantra, the mantra that the master reveals to you at the time of your initiation. This process is called manas jap, or simran. Some call it zikr. While doing this, neither the lips nor the tongue are oscillated. Instead, the mantra, an alphabetical name given by the master, is repeated within by the mind. This jap or repetition is actually a kind of meditation. 
Repeating the mantra through the mind is for the purpose of calling the Ishta, one's ideal or deity, most beloved or Satguru, near to oneself. So the practitioner who does Jap should perform Jap with great love or Bhakti. His goal becomes happy and merciful if one does Jap or the repetition with immense love and devotion and he appears at his desire. The guru or the ishta, the being that you are focusing upon as you're doing this repetition, appears. The practitioner who does jap sitting in a secluded place with the right method and immense love becomes the excellent devotee. A quote from Sri Bhagarath Baba. This is from Paramsant Tulsi Sahib of Hathras. What Sants have said about Santmat is what they saw with their own eyes. They have sung of it in the form of couplets and hymns. Sants, or saints of the fifth plane or above, have spoken of the secrets of Shabad, the inner sound, and the path on which the soul, or surat, has to proceed. And now some examples of mystic poetry, starting with Santulsi Sahib of Hathras. This is titled, Seek to See Him Now, Seek to See God Now, Liberation During This Life. And this is from the book of Shabdavali, the Shabdavali or mystic hymns or bhajans of Santulsi Sahib. In this life, the concept of salvation all describe to meet the Lord by dying while living, none discloses. They all speak of the goal of salvation after death. How to attain it while living, no one says. Were they to reveal the method of attaining release while living, then alone would Tulsi be convinced of their words. Who speak after seeing with their own eyes and teach the method of salvation during life are of the stage and stature of saints, for they reveal the quintessence of the soul. That theme of seeing with your own eyes is found in many hymns of Sant Tulsi Sahib of Hathras. The one who sees, the one who knows, is qualified to speak about these things. This is a Shabbat or hymn by Lachman Das and was from a document I recently gained access to from the Lucknow Satsang, which is a kind of cousin lineage of Sant Tulsi Sahib, part of the Tulsi Sahib Satsang in another place in another part of India, but one that I find to be very intriguing. I still detect a, a spiritual charge there. And I really enjoyed my encounter with the living teacher of the Lucknow Satsang. And Lachman Das is one of the earlier gurus in this Tulsi Sahib lineage, connected with Sir Swami and Gudhari Sahib. Guru sailed across. In the river of desires, I found the boat of Nam. 
My drowning soul was rescued by Guru. The sinning soul was drowning in waters of Maya or illusion. It emerged by being obedient to Guru, found knowledge in satsang and a way through Guru, found abode in Nirvana and gave up the whirlpool of illusion. Helmsman, steersman is Guru Tulsi Sahib, who took Lakman Das under his refuge. This, of course, reads very much like a psalm in English, but is also sung in the original language. Would be a hymn sung in satsang. And this is part of a doha, or mystic hymn of Sri Hari Charandas, disciple and spiritual successor of Vimal Sahib in the Suraswami lineage based in Lucknow, India. The surat or soul is blind without Shabad. It is blind without the positive power of the inner light and sound of God, if you were to translate Shabad. The surat or soul is blind without Shabad. Say, where can she go? If she can't find the door of Shabbat, she remains entangled and wandering. In the three realms, Shabbat is foremost. This is taught by all saints. Das Harry Chowan says, without Shabbat, the delusion never goes away. Some couplets of Swami Sant Seviji Maharaj on the stages of Sant Mat meditation practice. Swami Swant Seviji Maharaj was a successor of Maharishi Mehi and appointed to be the head guru of the Maharishi Mehi Ashram in Kavagat Bhagalpur, Bihar district, India. Begin meditation with internally chanting or repeating the Guru Mantra incantation, the charged words given by the Master. And then try to visualize the radiant form or image of the Sat Guru in the still darkness of the inner sky with eyes closed. Follow that with focusing your attention at the seat of the soul within, i.e. at the third eye or inner eye or the till dwar, by making the two streams of consciousness in your two eyes converge at a point. When the two currents of consciousness meet in a point, divine light manifests within. Then practice Surit Shab Yoga, Yoga of the Inner Sound, i.e. try to shift your attention to listening to the divine sounds or myriads of melodies, Anhad Nad, the unstruck sound current, ringing inside. Listening to the divine sound destroys all the perversions, agitations, and fickleness of the mind. Ascending beyond or transcending the many sounds, try to identify and tune into the quintessential unstruck melody called Sarshabd, which alone is capable of taking you and merging you into oneness with the Supreme Lord. This is the ultimate deliverance 
emancipation or liberation. Some couplets of Swami Sant Seviji describing the meditation practice in, in all of its stages in logical sequence, a kind of progression from gross to subtle, from lower to higher, a kind of ascension of the soul, beginning with the Guru Mantra, the name, the sacred name or names revealed by the Master at the time of initiation. That's step one. Then two, visualizing the image of the Satguru, one's initiating spiritual master, isht or ideal, with eyes closed. After that, third eye, activation, seeing inner light at the third eye center, contemplating the inner light. And then, of course, switching to contemplating and becoming absorbed into the inner sound and then reaching Sarshabd and merging into oneness with the Supreme Lord. Those five stages are described in the couplets of Swami Sant Seviji Maharaj. This is from Philosophy of Liberation or Moksha Darshan by Maharishi Mehi. The four essential elements a practitioner needs are the following. One, satsanga or satsang, association with saints and hearing of things spiritual. Two, moral rectitude. Three, guru seva, dedication to the teacher. And four, the practice of meditation. The following is from Swami Sant Sebiji's book, The Harmony of All Religions. And I've always found this to be one of the most powerful quotes by any Sant Mat master ever, summarizing the teachings so well. It's a kind of gospel of Sant Mat, summing up the path very nicely. I've given it the title, The Goal of Sant Mat Spirituality and Meditation our path back to the source, the inward journey back to God. Santmat, the path and teachings as taught and practiced by saints or Sant-Sat gurus, delineates the path of union of soul with God. The teachings of the saints explain the reuniting as follows. The individual soul has descended from the higher worlds, the realm of the divine, to this city of illusion, bodily existence. It has descended from the soundless state to the essence of sound, from that sound to light, and finally from the realm of light to the realm of darkness. The qualities, dharmas, natural tendencies of the sense organs draw us downward and away from our true nature. The nature of the soul or Atman draws us upwards and inwards and establishes us in our own true nature. Returning to our origins involves turning inward, withdrawal of consciousness from the senses and the sense objects in order to go upward from 
the darkness to the realms of light and sound. The natural tendencies of the soul or Atman are to move from outward to inward. The current of consciousness which is dispersed in the nine gates of the body and the senses must be collected at the tenth gate. The tenth gate is the gathering point of consciousness. Therein lies the path of our return. The tenth gate is also known as the sixth chakra, the third eye, the center located between the two eyebrows, the seat of the soul. This is the gateway through which we leave the gates of the sense organs and enter the divine realms and finally become established in the soul. We travel back from the realm of darkness to the realm of light from the light to the divine sound and from the realm of sound to the soundless state. This is called turning back to the source. This is what Dharma or religion really intends to teach us. This is the essence of Dharma. Swami Santseviji Maharaj in his book Harmony of All Religions, which has been translated into English and I've uploaded it at the Internet Archive, is available for free on the World Wide Web. There's another website that also has it, maharishimehi.com, where you can download that book as well. Beyond the light and sound is the soundless state. The following is from Swami Akutanan's book, Yoga of Inner Light and Sound, a book endorsed by Swami Sansebiji, Shahai Swami, Don Howard. It was translated into English by Pravesh K. Singh, and I've uploaded it to the library of the World Wide Web, that Alexandria, Library of Alexandria 2.0 called the Internet Archive, making it available to everyone online. Swami Akutanand is also a spiritual successor of Maharishi Mehi Paramhans and has an ashram in Kolkata, India. How did the different levels of creation come into being? Scriptures and science are in unison over this question. The Vedas say that initially God and God alone existed. Once he had the maj, or playful mood, I am one, let me be many. This maj, or divine will, or energy, took the form of primordial vibration, word, sound. A reference to which is found in the Bible also, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. As the great Santmat Guru Maharishi Mehi Paramhans observed, there cannot be a vibration that is without a sound or word, just as there cannot be produced a word or sound without vibration. Vibration and sound thus are inseparable companions. Unquote. This word or vibration or sound is a conscious one, permeates through each and every pore of and is the base, the essence or soul of all that exists 
in all planes of creations, plural. As this primordial vibration sprang forth directly from God, it cannot be said to be the product or result of collision or striking of two or more objects, for when it was created, nothing, none, save God existed. Therefore, this primeval unstruck melody has been termed as anhat nada. Anhat means without any striking, collision, or hurt. And the word nada means sound. Sanskrit word for sound. Since this was the first sound to be produced ever, it is also called the Adi Shabda or Adi Nada. Adi meaning original or primeval, and Shabda or Nada meaning word or sound. The same word has been termed as much as uh, the renowned Om or Pranava by ancient scriptures and rishis or sages. Since this quintessential vibration or sound springs forth directly from God, it is imbued with the qualities of God, and it bestows its own qualities upon its perceiver also, and has a natural propensity to attract its perceiver, the soul, to its source, thereby affecting the complete merger of the soul into the supreme soul that is God. That is why meditation on the inner sound has been reckoned by sages and scriptures to be the loftiest of all forms of meditation. However, it is generally not easy to practice the meditation on the primeval quintessential sound straight away, for our sensory perceptors are very limited in their capacity to grasp or too gross to perceive that finest sound current. Hence, it is truly logical and sensible that we start our meditation from a relatively elementary level befitting our current capabilities and progress from there or progress from there. It is not so easy to revert the mind which has been in this vicious grip of a chronic habit spanning over innumerable lives of hankering after sensory pleasures inwardly and focus it. It requires rock-solid, unwavering concentration and some amount of preparation. Santmat therefore teaches to begin meditation with mental recitation of a sacred word, a sacred mantra revealed at the time of initiation by the living master. Emphasis here is on mental recitation called manas jap. Manas meaning with mind or mental and jap meaning chant or recitation, also known as Simran. Scriptures describe mainly three types of jop or chanting. They are one, chant that consists in chanting the given mantra loud enough to be heard by others in proximity. Two, chant in which though the lips and tongue move, the mantra is uttered so quietly that no one else except the chanter himself or herself can overhear the chant, and three, manas jap, or mental chanting, in which the mind itself becomes completely absorbed in chanting the mantra, while there is no movement either of lips or of the tongue. Out of these three kinds of jap, or simran, mental recitation is regarded as the best, 
as it, if done perfectly, ensures utmost concentration of attention, which does not leave any scope for the mind straying to the utterance of other words or organs of the body or thoughts. It is an effective tool in stopping the mind's chatter or mind chatter. Once the mind gets relatively steadied and is able to concentrate on the mantra without digressing to other thoughts, one should try to shift to include contemplating or visualizing the form of one's favorite deity or the master, one's spiritual master, the guru, a process called manas dhyan. Manas dhyan consists in trying to visualize initially the whole body and subsequently only the face of the desired deity or master in a manner taught by the master at the time of initiation. By way of manas dhyan, the mind is able to focus attention, shifting from words to a relatively subtler form and thus becomes readied to practice what is known as dristi sadhana or dhyan, yoga of inner light, meditation upon the inner light, seeing light during meditation. Dristi sadhana is a term for this, inner seeing, contemplating the inner light. You're not visualizing anything at that stage, you're seeing real light. And the final stage is known as nada dhyan, also known as Shabad Yoga, Surat Shabad Yoga, Shabda Dhyan, or Nada Sadhana. These are the two highest categories or forms of meditation. That's a quote, a reading from Yoga of Inner Light and Sound by Swami Akutanand. Maharishi Mehi also describes these steps and stages of ascension in meditation and also describes the final goal as being to transcend the light and sound and merge into God described as the soundless state. From the Padavali, the mystic poetry of Maharishi Mehi Paramahans, a scintillating point of light is sighted in the center of the Ajna Chakra, the third eye center. Behold this point, O traveler, with the curtains of your eyelids down. The spiritual practitioner who stills his sight in the third till, the center of the Ajna Chakra, moves beyond his body and enters into the macrocosm. The inner sky studded with sparkling stars is laid open to such a practitioner. Light resembling that of the earthen lamp or flame that is seen within dispels the darkness of the inner sky. The inner horizon is illumined with incomparable moonlight. The dazzling divine light of the midday sun illuminates our interior, our within. Melodies of myriads of sounds and the primeval unstruck sound are grasped by the surat, the individual attentive soul that has acquired the divine supernatural vision. Catching hold of such divine sounds with the focused attention, which is referred to here as the string or thread of surat. O soul, ascend back to your true home. 
the soundless state where God alone dwells. the meditation practice. In traditional Santmat, the correct methods of meditation are practiced. Simran, Dhyan, and Bhajan. There is no losing or dispensing with any of the meditation techniques or stages along the way. Kabir and all the Sants have taught about Simran and the stages of Dhyan and Bhajan, the yoga of inner sound with the ultimate focus upon the top level, God, also described as the soundless state, beyond sound, nameless, anami, Radhaswami reality, the ocean of love, which is the goal, the ideal, the isht of the spiritual path, the mystic path. There are several techniques described, the specific details of which are revealed to students at the time of their diksha or initiation into the meditation practice. One, developing a daily routine, the habit of meditating at the same time or times each day. Two, proper posture so that one is truly focused at the third eye and remains alert and awake during their meditation. Three, manas jap or simran, a mantra repetition of a sacred word done mentally. Four, manas dhyan, the technique of mentally visualizing a form of God or one's initiating spiritual master. Five, dristi sadhana, the technique of focusing upon an infinitesimal point that blossoms into inner light. This point will bloom into the inner light or visions of light. One gazes into the middle of the darkness or the light one sees while in meditation at this stage. Think of the infinitesimal point as being like a laser pointer or cursor, keeping one focused. One passes from scene to scene and vision to vision, always looking toward the center. Six, Nada Sadhana, Surat Shabad Yoga, also known as inner sound meditation or the yoga of the audible life stream, the practice of inner spiritual seeing and hearing one starts to focus on or makes the transition from focusing on the inner light to instead primarily focusing on the inner sound or sounds. And seventh, reaching the state of Kavalya, the ultimate goal of oneness with the Supreme Being in the pure conscious realm. The ultimate goal is to merge into the upper level of Kavalya the state beyond the sound, the ultimate reality of God in the Narguna or formless state, also described with terms such as anami or nameless, anadi, soundlessness, and has been described as the drop of the soul merging into the ocean of love. The mystic poet Sant Tulsi Sahib of Hathras describes it this way, there is a being who is inaccessible, or again, unfathomable, alak, and nameless, anami, and who has no locality, location, and is not confined to space. 
Tulsi Sahib also used the Sufi language of love or bhakti, describing this timeless spiritual state of oneness as the abode of the beloved. On having found the teacher, I shall adopt his refuge, and I shall follow the path to the beloved's abode. The way to the beloved lies within. My heart's desire, says Tulsi, is that my soul may meet the beloved. The love-intoxicated soul is bubbling with joy. The darling of the beloved has prepared and bedecked the bed and imbued with the beloved's bliss or ananda has cast away all bondages. The soul prepared the beloved's bed and lying there enjoyed great bliss. That's from the Shabdavali of Paramsant Tulsi Sahib of Hathras. Excerpt on meditation practice from Maharishi Mehi's book, Philosophy of Liberation. A comfortable pose or sitting posture of keeping the head, neck, and trunk straight and steady is a must for meditation. Without the ability to sit in such a steady posture for prolonged periods, meditation cannot be successfully practiced. Meditation should be practiced being alert without being drowsy, shutting the eyes comfortably and without turning the eyeballs or pressing them in any way. The practice of meditation should be an essential part of the practitioner's daily routine. The preferred time of meditation is Brahma Muhurta, very early in the morning as in 3 a.m. The Sikhs call this peak spiritual time of the morning. Amrit Vela, the hour of elixir. Likewise, one should meditate at mid-morning and then again in the evening time. While falling asleep, one should also engage his or her mind in meditation. The practice of devotion and striving for liberation require seven means which are of paramount importance. 1. Satsang, association with the saints, which includes the study of their writings and scriptures. 2. Selfless service or siva of the spiritual master. 3. Bhakti, extreme love for God. 4. Moral rectitude. 5. Purity of heart. 6. Japa, the repetition of the divine name and seven, meditation. In the practice of meditation, both gross and subtle meditations are described. In the subtle meditation, the meditation of the bindu point, the meditation of light or dristi yoga, the yoga of vision, and nada sadhana, the meditation of sound, surat shabad yoga, are described, says Maharishi Mehi. Reaching the soundless state beyond the inner light and sound, according to Maharishi Mehi Paramahans. As the soul focuses, they will merge into the Supreme Being. As the sound originates from the soundless or nameless state, by grasping the sound, one is drawn naturally to the soundless state or Supreme Sovereign God. 
In reading the various saints' descriptions of sounds, the inescapable conclusion is that all have complete knowledge of the nada sadhana, or the yoga of sound. Says Mehi, the sound of the gross realm is sweet and harmonious. The sound of the subtle realm is even sweeter and more harmonious than the gross realm, or physical realm. As one progresses from the causal toward the supercausal realm, the experience is of ever-increasing sweetness and harmony of the sound. In the state of oneness of upper nature, the polarity of sounds ceases to exist, and only then can the essential divine sound be experienced. Other sounds of the various realms are not experienced at this level of the state of oneness because diversity does not exist in the state of oneness. So here Maharishi Mehi is saying, beyond the physical and the astral and the causal sounds, there is a higher sound that one eventually encounters. Maharishi Mehi, the state beyond sound is acknowledged in the writings of saints as the goal of their teachings. In addition, their writings accept manas japa, simran, the repetition of a divine name, manas dhyan, concentration on a form of the divine, dristi yoga, fixing the mind on a point and contemplating the inner light, and nada sadhana, concentrating on the inner sounds of the different spheres as means to reach the soundless state. These four techniques are therefore essential in Santmat. teachings of Maharishi Mehi Paramhans and other saints of the Santmat tradition, we are presented with a natural progression, an ascension, a gradual transition from outer to inner, from lower to higher, from gross to subtle. We may begin in the physical plane and pass through astral and causal and mental and ethereal realms to the spiritual level. It's an ascension, it's a transition from outer to inner. And so there is never any dispensing with any of the techniques. There is a repetition of a sacred word or words, visualizing the form of one's master, and then real light seen, contemplating the inner light, contemplating the various stages of inner sound. And the Supreme Being is described as being veiled by divine light and veiled by sound. And so there is a kind of unveiling going beyond the light and sound to reach the soundless state, the state, the true state, the ultimate reality of God beyond the light and the sound. Maharishi Mehi Parmahans called this the soundless state Seth Shivdial Singh and others have called it Anami, the nameless state, Sat Parush Anami. Coming up next, I want to focus on the living teachings of Swami Vyasananji Maharaj in his book, The Inward Journey of the Soul. Swami Vyasanand 
is a spiritual successor of Swami Sant Seviji Maharaj in this lineage of Maharishi Mehi Paramhans and before Maharishi Mehi was Baba Devi Sahib of Moradabad. Before him was Sant Tulsi Sahib of Hathras. Before him was Sant Darya Sahib of Bihar. Before him was Sat Sahib, the spiritual master of Darya Sahib of Bihar. And somewhere along the way before that was Dharamdas, as in Sant Dharamdas, the disciple of Kabir. And that is a very brief version of the family tree of Santmat. years back, Vina Howard was working on the translation of the book, The Inward Journey of the Soul, the teachings, the first book in English of Swami Vyasanand. And she translated, did most of the work, of course, translating from Hindi into English. But the key is to have a readable, understandable, comprehensible, contemporary English. And I and a few others were helping her in translating the English part doing the fine-tuning of the English part of this book. I have an endorsement in the front of this book, The Inward Journey of the Soul by Swami Vyasanand. As with the earlier publications, Harmony of All Religions by beloved Swami Santseviji Maharaj and Philosophy of Liberation or Moksha Darshan by Sant Maharishi Mehi Paramahans, with this new book, The Inward Journey of the Soul by Swami Vyasanand Ji Maharaj, I am learning new things about the teachings of the Sants and am grateful to be able to access this advanced wisdom. It is indeed an impressive book, providing much needed depth and detail about Santmat principles as well as meditation practice. It makes a huge contribution to understanding this path more clearly, which is especially necessary for Westerners interested in the Sant tradition of India, not being fluent in Hindi, to fill in the lacuna or blanks in our understanding. As with NASA space probes encountering distant worlds, planets, moons, and asteroids, transforming fuzzy objects into clear view, revealing surface features with sharp resolution. As a result of encountering this book, may spiritual seekers and satsangis around the world come away with a much clearer understanding of the teachings of the masters my endorsement of this book, The Inward Journey of the Soul by Swami Vyasanand. As Swami Vyasanand writes in The Inward Journey of the Soul, to surrender ourselves and live according to the will of God is not an easy task. Such a mindset is realized in the final stages of meditation practice. This is the climax of meditation. We will have to accomplish the other six stages of sadhana first in order to completely surrender ourselves to the divine will. The result, one day the seventh component of the inner journey of the soul, will be realized. 
To sum up, if a practitioner does not practice these seven stages of the inward journey, then he will not be able to see even the initial signs of the divine. Therefore, practitioners should follow the seven elements of sadhana or spiritual practice as elaborated according to their individual capacity. The quintessence of sainthood lies in that the saints only focus on positive actions and pure attributes. Common people, however, are involved in both positive and negative actions and thoughts. Those lacking wisdom altogether focus exclusively on the negative and upon materialistic desires. But those who are constantly immersed in devotion to the divine are aligned with the truth. Those souls immersed in the elixir of truth and devotion are known as saints, variably described as mystics, prophets, and masters. Saints focus on spiritual qualities and are seers of the reality of consciousness. They taste the divine joy. The path followed by all the saints and their teachings is given the name Santmat. From times immemorial, numerous saints have appeared on earth. These saints were born in different countries and social classes, spoke different languages, and were of different gender and ethnicities. However, the underlying principle or the truth of their teachings has always been essentially one. In spite of the variance in their origins, the goal of saints is one, realization of the divine and the attainment of the state of absolute joy and peace. Having considered the perennial wisdom found in their teachings, we can say with certainty that the underlying teachings of saints are essentially in agreement. The question arises, what is the essential teaching? The answer is the divine reality is one and the path to realize that reality is within each of us. The path is not found in the nine gates, i.e. through the sensory organs of the body, but only through the tenth gate, the third eye or spiritual eye. The body cannot tread this path. Only the inner consciousness, along with the mind, intellect, and ego principle, can travel this path. However, during the last and final stages of the inner spiritual journey, the conscious soul alone journeys and reaches the divine. This path is very subtle. Sant Mehi described it as being more subtle than even the point of a needle. Unquote. Sants unanimously, consistently agree that the path to the divine can be taken up by any human being belonging to any caste, social status, gender, ethnicity, or country, says Swami Vyasanand in his book, The Inward Journey of the Soul, which you'll find as a Kindle ebook at Amazon. I have uploaded it to that library of Alexandria 2.0 of the internet, known as the Internet Archive, and MaharishiMehi.com also has a download, a PDF download, free download, of course. All of these books are available for free online. Um, and so you can read The Inward Journey of the Soul by Swami Vyasanand, which I highly recommend you do to read a living book by a living teacher in this Maharishi Mehi Tulsi Sahib branch of Santmat. Mm -hmm.
If you are listening to this Sant Mot Satsang podcast by way of YouTube, just simply scroll down to the notes section below to find links to these free books online. The Inward Journey of the Soul by Swami Vyasanand, Harmony of All Religions by Swami Sant Seviji Maharaj, The Philosophy of Liberation or Moksha Darshan by Maharishi Mehi Paramahans, the Padavali or Mystic Poetry, the Mystic Hymns of Maharishi Mehi Paramahans. And a link to a new article by Professor Vina Howard of the Department of Philosophy, California State University, Fresno, titled Divine Light and Melodies Lead the Way, the Santmat Tradition of Bihar. If you're listening to this podcast by way of Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, Himalaya, any of those sites, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Player FM, etc. Just send me an email. I'll be happy to send these links to you, to these various free books online that you can download, and to this new article by Professor Vina Howard, which I will conclude today's program with uh, by reading the abstract, essentially a paragraph introducing this article, and then you'll hear more on part two next week from this new paper by Vina Howard on the Bihar branch of Sant Mat related to Maharishi Mehi and his spiritual successors with roots in the Tulsi Sahib branch of contemporary Sant Mat. Abstract, Professor Vina Howard. This paper focuses on the branch of Santmat thus far unstudied by scholars of Indian religions, prevalent in the rural areas of Bihar, India. Santmat, literally meaning the path of Sants or point of view of the Sants, of Bihar represents a unique synthesis of the elements of the Vedic traditions, rural Hindu practices, and esoteric experiences as recorded in the poetry of the medieval Sant tradition, unquote. Just interjecting here, that would be the mystic poetry of Kabir, the Bijak of Kabir, Ravidas, Mirabai, Sant Namdev, Guru Nanak and his spiritual successors, all of those great medieval Sants of India, that great galaxy of saints and mystics that we are fond of reading, reading their mystic poetry or hymns. Vina Howard, I characterize this tradition as Santmat of Bihar to differentiate it from the other branches of Santmat. The tradition has spread to all parts of India, but its high concentration, its highest concentration remains in Bihar. Maharishi Mehi, a 20th century Sant from Bihar state, identifies Santmat's goal as Shanti, or true peace. Maharishi Mehi defines Shanti as the deep state of equilibrium, stillness, unity with the divine. He considers those individuals, Sants or true Sants, who are established in this state. The state of sublime peace is equally available to all human beings, irrespective of gender, religion, ethnicity, or status. However, it requires a systematic approach, a systematic path. 
drawing on the writings of the texts of Hinduism, Hindu scriptures, teachings of the saints, and personal experiences, Maharishi Mehi lays out a systematic path that encompasses the moral observances and detailed esoteric experiences. He also provides an in-depth description of the esoteric practices of divine light or dristi sadhana and sound, as in Surat Shabad Yoga, in inner meditation. After providing a brief overview of the history and distinctive features of the Santmat of Bihar, this paper will focus on the specifics and unique interpretations of the four structural principles of the tradition. Guru, or spiritual teacher, Dhyan, inner path of meditation, Satsang, spiritual discourses or congregating practitioners for meditation or study, and moral conduct. Through a close analysis of textual sources, Sant's oral discourses that I have translated, as well as insights from my participant observant experiences, I will examine how the four elements reorient the practitioner from the mundane world to the sacred inner experience of Shanti, peace. Unquote. Vina Howard, providing an introduction to this paper, Divine Light and Melodies Lead the Way, the Santmat tradition of Bihar, India. More on that or about that or from that next week on part two of this series on the living spiritual path of Santmat based in Bihar, Maharishi Mehi and his spiritual successors and this contemporary branch of the Tulsi Sahib lineage of gurus in the tradition of Santmat, the path of the masters. My name is James Bean. Once again, my email address to correspond or get links to the various books and article that I referred to here by Vina Howard. My email address is james at spiritualawakeningradio.com. Visit my website, spiritualawakeningradio.com. There's not only a donate button at the website, there's also an embedded podcast player, links to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and other sites. You'll find links to my blogs, as well as links to social media for daily spiritual quotes by way of Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, and other sites, spiritualawakeningradio.com. Join me next week for part two of The Living Spiritual Path of Santmat, based in Bihar, India, the Tulsi Sahib branch of contemporary Santmat or living Santmat, mostly focused on the writings of various spiritual successors of Maharishi Mehi Paramahans and, of course, the teachings of Maharishi Mehi as well. Namaste. Namaste.